Welcome to the Jordan Eckes Sermon Podcast. We hope it brings you great encouragement. All right. I do have uh, several slides for us this morning. And uh, I don't normally do PowerPoints, but there's enough information going on this morning that I felt like, okay, I need to make it a PowerPoint now. Um, I thought it might be fun if every time we needed to change the slide, if we make it like really old school mission update and we'd all give a beep, you know, when it needed to like go through the slides. Some old school folks will know what I'm talking about. Like I remember Sunday night church and the missionary coming and they had the, what was the, the picture like Rolodex thing of slide. Oh my goodness. Yes. As a, uh, as a eight year old boy, that meant it was going to be a very long service, so uh, I learned very well to handle that, you know. But uh, this morning we're gonna we're continuing through, so we're doing our monthly uh, reading through the books of the Bible, and taking a uh, taking this month to read through First, Second, Third John, and Jude. And this morning, uh, looking at Third John, when I was studying it and just kind of reflecting on what is what is this brief short letter all about, uh, it really came upon my heart to say, you know, we learned about missions last week, but uh, with uh, Mason sharing, and I just very much appreciate what all he shared and, and helping us know more about his story and how God worked uh, in his life uh, to bring about where he is today serving Second Mile. Uh, I love how God has been at work in, in Mason and Lindsay's life and their family. And so I was reflecting on the text this week, and I thought, you know what? Uh, we really need to talk about missions, and so I'll, I'll point out why that came upon my heart, and so we'll dig a little bit into the Word, we'll spend a lot of time looking at missions, uh, and then I hope to bring it uh, really all around uh, at the end. And so if you would just follow along with me in Third John, and we'll get started right in there. Uh, Third John, the elder, to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So right out of the gate, there is this very encouraging, very personal sort of connection. And I think it's just simply affirming, and we don't need to overdress it. It's simply affirming they are remaining and walking in the truth of God. They love Jesus. They're seeking him and his truth. And, and this is a beginning celebration of just you know the way other letters start out. It's a compliment. It's saying, you are walking in the truth. It gives me great joy that you're staying steadfast and faithful in walking with God. Keep it up. And so when we move forward then, it's in verse 5 then that says, Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. It's kind of a precarious little passage, isn't it? A little short little verse that has a lot of things going on to it, and a lot of um, a lot of sort of nuance to things. They calls he calls him 
thank you for caring for your brothers and sisters, but they're strangers to you. So he's not talking about the oddball distant cousin, right? He's talking about the relationship that we now form because we all affirm Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of the world. And suddenly, when you, know, when you go into the baptism waters and you come out a new person in Christ, a new life, and you are a part of God's family, suddenly you have a whole lot more brothers and sisters. I mean, Christmas got much, much bigger, right? You know, that would be something if we all got, never mind, sorry, I got derailed there, started thinking about it, right? But your family has grown so much more, and so suddenly what John is encouraging here is, is the way that the church family is caring for strangers, caring for fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who are serving the kingdom. And I think it expands it here in verse 6. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the, na- of the name, meaning Jesus, that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought, therefore, to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. I think John is commending the church for supporting missions and the mission work of God. He's saying, keep going and keep loving people. You may not know them at all. They may be complete strangers to you. But because of the work that's set before them, you've said, let's make sure we meet their needs and care for them. And so as I was reading this text uh, and just kind of preparing for today's message, I thought, you all should be, you know, kind of get your memories jogged of who you actually support. And you may not know them at all. You may have never met half of them. But you are sending them off well to serve the kingdom of God and seek his truth. And so I'm going to go relatively quickly, and I just want to give you updates about the folks that we serve. Uh, not that we serve, I'm, well, I guess we serve them. We care for them and encourage them, and we send them on their way in the truth. And so the premise of this message is coming from Third John, though it's not really an exegetical sermon from Third John. Forgive me for that, but it's a practical application. This is what we do. We care for these missionaries. So let's get right into it and uh, go ahead and skip that. There's beep, 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 beep. You know, how is, all right. So the question is, is how are we as Aetna Green Church of Christ stewarding well the message of Jesus and the mission of Jesus today? God's mission is still ongoing. And how are, what are we doing as a collective group of people giving sacrificially? How are we advancing God's kingdom and stewarding that message well? So uh, we support Impact Christian Ministry, Great Lakes Christian College, Bread of Life, Aetna Green Food, Pan- uh, Bread of Life Food Pantry, Aetna Green Food Pantry, Larry and Debbie Kinneman, Life Venture Group, Second Mile, Eden's Children's Village, Lake James Christian Assembly, Connect Three Kids Hope, and Little Lambs Preschool. That's kind of our missions umbrella, and I'm going to unpack all of that really quickly. Impact Christian Campus Ministries is a ministry that we support up in the South Bend area. Go ahead and go to the next slide. Tom and Jill Nyhart. Now, if you've been in the area for very long, you know the name Nyhart. Now, Tom Nyhart is Gene Nyhart's one of his children. And so Tom grew up in, our, uh, in this church family. 
and Jill grew up uh, not too far away, I think in Rochester area. Tippecanoe. Okay, you all should be doing this. Um, uh, so currently, they serve uh, IUSB, Bethel, Notre Dame, St. Mary's, Ivy Tech, and Holy Cross. And their ministry, their ministry is essentially to bridge relationships with students, invite them into their home, and have a lot of small group discipleship ministry and create community that transforms lives. When we send college kids, uh, when we send our children off to college, one of the big fears for parents is to say, is there going to be Christian community for them? And so as a church, one, we're connected with Tom and Jill from our relationship from the past, but we also believe in what they're doing. The local colleges need to have Christian community there. And so we, we support them and give on to them each week. And they're committed to investing in the lives of young people so that the church will be stronger in the years ahead. They are thinking not only are they going to be training for their careers, we also want to impact their lives so that they'll be leaders in the church when they move on from IUSB and their school teachers or wherever they end up and whatever career they choose, that they'll also be supporting uh, the church's mission and they'll be church leaders in the future. And so we're grateful for them. Great Lakes Christian College, that picture there is of their new president. His name is Frank Weller, and Frank just came on in, the last, uh, in this last school year. And Frank was a minister, uh, he was a minister up in, uh, I know it's South Lansing, he was in Indiana before that. Uh, he was a minister at Baylor, uh, one of the churches in Baylor. Anyways, and then he went to uh, South Lansing Church of Christ, and he was there uh, for the last 15 years, and now he's the new president. He went and got his doctoral degree, and uh, the school is facing many challenges. I reached out to my father-in-law, so we have a lot of strong connections to Great Lakes Christian College. We have a few graduates here. If you graduated or sort of graduated from Great Lakes, go ahead and raise your hand. We have a few grads here, so... Uh, and Wendy would raise her hand as well. And so uh, Great Lakes is in Lansing, Michigan. It seeks to um, prepare servants for the church and world. And so they face a lot of challenges. Christian colleges face a very uphill battle of trying to reach this next generation as, as the ch culture has increasingly secularized the need, or uh, not, I'm sorry, the view and respect for a Christian college university has really diminished. Lots of our restoration movement schools have closed. Um, where I got my master's degree, Cincinnati Christian University, they are shut down, they're closed. So like when I talk, like when I had to find my transcripts for Grace College, it was kind of hard, like who do you call when the school's closed? Uh, so it was, it was out there in the internet world somewhere, uh, but it took me way too long. Anyways, that's a side gripe. I'm still grieving the loss of that school. And there are several other uh, schools in our Christian Church, Church of Christ movement that are struggling. And Great Lakes would say that they are facing enrollment challenges. They have, um, I think the slide says 140 students. They need to be at 170 students. And so as a church, we need to think and we need to pray. We need to send students there. We need to encourage this ministry as best as we can. And so they are, uh, they are raising support, and God has been blessing. I believe today that God is still writing Great Lakes Christian College story 
I believe in its mission and what it's doing in the world and its purpose to train up leaders. Uh, the marketplace may not appreciate the degree that I have from Great Lakes Christian College, but I would hold my degree up against anyone else's because of what they do there and the teachers there and the passion in which they do it. I love my school, and uh, I believe in its mission. And if you would join me in praying for it, um, they are in, there are many needs and there are many challenges, but God, I think, is answering those prayers and blessing the school um, and just knowing that God's not done writing their story. And so I'm excited for what is to come and what, what God will do through Frank. And so uh, Phil wrote a thank you letter to you. Well, I didn't read it to you, but uh, he believes that they'll continue to move forward, and he's so grateful for your continued support. And so I'm working on getting Frank down here in the coming months to come and share with you, and uh, it would be really great if we can get that to happen. So lots of people want to meet him, so um, we're just trying to work our way in, and he's expressed that desire to do that. And so I know Frank well, and he's a, I know Frank Weller well, <laughs> that, uh, anyway, sorry, things amuse me like that. Uh, but the school is in good hands with a, a man of God that loves the Lord and loves the school, and so I'm prayerful that Great Lakes better. Uh, the best days are ahead for Great Lakes Christian College. All right, Bread of Life Food Pantry. So kind of transitioning from college ministry. Bread of, uh, go ahead, circle back. Or no, that's good. No, you're fine. I'm sorry. Too many beeps, and then you know whatever. So Ray and Terry Brandt, uh, they serve. Um, Terry is the director of the Bread of Life Food Pantry. Ray defers everything to. Terry, but I know he supports her a great deal. And that is on Michigan Street. So if you're heading over to Plymouth and uh, that first main drag, instead of turning left to go to like the Kroger, if you turn right and you just keep heading up the road, it's on the right side. And they've paid off their building, which is amazing and awesome. And they've updated their freezer and they have a generator. They serve so many families. How many families did you serve this last month? Do you remember? So it's a, um, wow. So that ministry, uh, and we support them, and several Plymouth uh, area churches support this mission. And so it's a great mission area, and if you want to volunteer, if you want to help with that, see Terry, and they are open, I put the hours on there, Monday 5 to 7, Wednesday and Friday 1 to 3. If that's a window where you could pop in and help them support that mission, that would mean so much to them. Uh, and uh, financial donations, if you want to give to them, you can give through Facebook. They have their Facebook page, and it's easy to give that way. So they're fo helping so many folks in our community to have nourishment and care. Terry shared her mission is to, to make sure children are fed and families are cared for, and all be all to point them to the love of Jesus Christ. So, so grateful for Terry and Ray and uh, all that they do to glorify God in our community and care for those in need. Uh, next one is the Etna Green Community Food Pantry. This is a new thing that has started in the last year. Uh, we we have a pantry in our church building, uh, and we've we've given food out uh, over the years through our food pantry. What I have found is is People don't like having to come into a church for food. Um, I th there's a lot of fear there. It could be that I keep telling you them they're going to hell, but uh, um, I don't know. I mean, 
I don't get it, but uh, uh, you would think that they would appreciate the warning, but uh, no, that's all terrible. I don't do that. Um, I like to think I'm a nice person and, and hospitable, but there is a difficulty there. And so, um, so I'm grateful for community members who have said, let's create a, a place for people to come and get the food that they need. And so right now you can go. Uh, it's right in front of the Etna Green Elevator, and it's the Red Shed, and there's a nice sign that says the Etna Green Community Pantry. It's open 24-7, and there's some rules in there that give you instructions on what to do, but uh, that food is being provided for families 24-7. That kind of eliminates the awkward exchange, but the message of Christ and his love is there, and so we're grateful for that mission, and we'll continue to support that. So... Go ahead and the next one for us, please. All right, so now kind of thinking more globally, we have uh, supported for a very long time, I'm not sure how long, Larry and Debbie Hinneman. They retired last year. Uh, Larry was on a sort of thank you tour last year, and it got cut short. He had, uh, he had COVID, and then he also suffered a stroke from, I don't know how all of that works, so I don't want to say something I don't understand. But he had a bad stroke, and so he ended the tour. Debbie had to fly back to the States to fly with him back to get him home and get him cared for. And, and uh, so he is doing much better. I reached out to him this week, and he shared what they're doing. While they are retired, they are still doing so much of the work that they've done over the last, um, last couple of decades. And that is is that they've been reaching the lost in Worcester, Yes, it's, uh, you got it, right? Uh, you can read. And uh, uh, they've been reaching the lost. Uh, for a long time, his ministry was on Saturday night to minister to and witness to college students. And like in the middle of the night, it was their glow ministry. And they would give water to students who were maybe up to some not so good things. And they were just kind of a beacon of light in the middle of night. Uh, to care for these uh, care for these students, and so he's still investing in the relationships and the church planning uh, things. Uh, a long time ago, my brother Joel was interested in going and training at at an area mission school, and um, and he didn't meet Larry, but the person he was going to work with knew Larry, and Larry is a rock star in the United Kingdom. We don't understand like the impact that he's made there. But it was so affirming to me to know that like the churches that he was planting and the mission work that he was doing, like people looked to Larry for counsel and wisdom and his, uh, him and Debbie's impact in the United Kingdom, we won't, we won't know until heaven. Um, but they've really done an amazing thing. And so we still continue to support them. We're going to have to navigate whether or not we'll continue to do that now that they're retired. They say they're financially doing well, and so we have decisions to make there, but it's good to know we've been supporting them. All right, next one's Scott LaRue with Life Venture Group. Now, this, for the duration of all of this, uh, it was Scott and Carmen LaRue. Our connection to them is that uh, this is Jennifer's sister, Carmen, in the last year, she passed away from, uh, from cancer, and we still are mourning her loss and, and the impact that she made in the world. Scott and Carmen, they began their missionary endeavors in Japan, and then when the USSR crumbled, 
Scott and Carmen felt compelled by God to do mission work in the sort of reforming of the uh, USSR. And so when communism fell and there's these other nations, they saw this as a window of opportunity for the gospel to go into an unreached part of this world. And so they were captivated by this uh, this ministry opportunity, and they felt God's call to go and serve there. And so Scott and Carmen uh, served there for a long time, then they moved stateside, and Scott has been continuing, Scott and Carmen continue to minister to uh, folks and plant churches and create opportunities uh, by raising support stateside and, and making trips and equipping people uh, over in Europe and Asia. And so uh, when Carmen passed away, there was a lot of illness, a lot of things that were leading up to that, that a lot of those things got paused. And so as a church, I mean, we, we mourn and we, we cry with Jason and Jennifer and, and, and Dick and just uh, mourn the loss of Carmen. But I see God's doing something new. And, uh, and that is, uh, Scott is recently engaged and he's going to be married here in a, in a couple of months. And uh, who he is engaged to is Shannon Haney. And that may not mean much to you, but I went to school with her brother, Benji, uh, so it's a small, like, little Christian church world. Shannon was actually at our, our wedding. Wendy had to remind me of that. Um, I, I was focused on other things. But, uh, <laughs> so Wendy said Shannon was, uh, was actually at our wedding, and she's a family, family friend of, of Wendy's. And she served in the Ukraine for, I think, a decade. I could be wrong on that. But she served in Ukraine as a Bible translator. And so she translated uh, the Bible for the U- Ukrainian people. And to do that, you have to live among them for a long time, learn the languages, learn the language and the nuances of the language. And so she translated that. So here is a person, Scott, who's been serving in the mission field in that part of the world. And here's Shannon, who's been serving in that part of the world. And they found uh, a relationship together. And I'm excited for what God is doing serendipitously to bring them together for his kingdom and his glory and so it's hard because we miss and love Carmen but we do see God's greater picture of what he's doing in all of that ministry and so uh, Scott and uh, Shannon will uh, likely come in the fall come and share with us and so we look forward to hearing from them and their mission we learned all about second mile last week I wanted to hit a couple of things one is um, if you want to go, let's go. It's a great, easy trip uh, for the most part. It's in a beautiful part of the world. Um, we won't make you stay in the dorms where I had cockroaches crawling on me at 3 in the morning. I still have a little bit of trauma from that. Uh, top bunk, you know, you wouldn't think the cockroaches. And it's not like, you know, little the cucarachas. It's these guys, no exaggeration. And just crawling, just crawling. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you know, if if that's not your jam, I understand. But we would we would stay at a nicer place that you know maybe has done something about the cockroaches. But uh, uh, but if you'd like to go and serve, we can we can make that happen. I really want to send extend an invite there, and we can figure out what we can do and how we can serve. Uh, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to Mason's story and the impact 
Uh, I think about him in his office at the school, uh, and God just really worked on his heart. He looked at a crate of baseballs. He is at Second Mile Missions because he was compelled to reach out to missionaries and say, how can I bless missionaries with the leftover used baseball and sporting good equipment that I just throw away? Surely someone could use it. Who do I know? And he knew that Rod Wildman was in the Dominican, and he thought, man, those kids love baseball. They could probably use baseballs. And that was the beginning of what God's Spirit was doing in his heart. You may have your whole life upended over some small thing that God puts on your heart and how you can serve in this world. Be open to what God is doing. Let him write your story and seek him and care, care about what God cares about. And so I'm, I'm grateful for Mason and his story. He didn't brag about himself enough, so I'm going to do it for him, and he's not here right now. He's serving downstairs, so we can talk about him more. If anybody wants to gripe about him, we can do that too. But um, and then I, the other aspect of it is, so I've, I've been there a, a few times. Uh, Wendy and I personally, we support House of Hope. We, we don't sponsor a kid for education. We sponsor House of Hope. And the House of Hope really gripped my heart when you're traveling in other parts of the world and you hear about the trauma that children are going through. Uh, young girls are always the most vulnerable. And so these this home is about rescuing these girls and taking them out of situations where they could be abused um, in so many ways. And so uh, I'm grateful for this ministry. And, and, um, and so they have plenty of support with House of Hope where they need more support is with the education piece. But this, they minister in so many different ways in the Dominican. Um, the reason why there is a great need in the DR is because the DR is attached to Haiti. And Haiti, after the earthquake, um, there was a massive exodus. Um, if things weren't bad enough as they were, the earthquake made things even uh, more difficult. And so there was massive immigration across the island. And if you look at Punta Cana and Bavaro, it's the furthest point east from Haiti. Like, we've gone as far as we can to get away from this place. And they've settled there, and the village is thousands of Haitians that have just sort of occupied this little chunk of land, and they've called it home. And you would walk through it, and you would think it was terrible, but for them, it's exponentially better than where they were. And so they have created a community there without health care, without any rights, without any education, and so Rod and Nancy, when they went there and they saw what was happening, they wanted to partner with Pastor Elvis. And that's the reason why the ministry began. And so it's incredibly important to uh, me because it's been incredibly important to my dear friends. And I've been there and I've walked through it. And, and so we're grateful for this ministry and, and the people they're reaching. And um, I would encourage you to be a part of serving, and, and if you want to go, let's go. If you want to serve, let's serve. If you want to give, let's give, and there's lots of ways to do that. All right, uh, Eden's Children Village. We personally, uh, as a church family, we support two children. Eden's Children's Village is in Zimbabwe, Africa, and they serve hundreds of kids 
And if you think that the story that the Haitian people have faced, the children in Zimbabwe faced equal atrocities, if not worse. And Scott and Susan Fry have been serving there alongside of uh, Judy and Rory Irvine, and they've been serving down there for uh, quite a few years now. And they're looking at transitioning and training up new leaders, but they uh, rescue children out of darkness. When Scott and Susan were here a couple, uh, I think a year ago, a year and a half ago, they shared about um, children that were taken out of uh, an orphanage that they were being physically and mal- uh, physically abused, and malnutrition was atrocious. And they rescued children, and they have done such an excellent job ministering to people that the government now, when there is a need, Eden's Children's Village is one of the first places they call because this mission is reaching and caring for children in such a great way. I have a couple of pictures, I think, and a video for them. So that's Scott and Susan. And then I go ahead and cycle through Halila uh, or whoever's my slide guy up there. And so uh, these folks, they have a farm, and their recent update is, is that their farm, they're looking to grow it in such a way that it becomes um, uh, self-sustained ministry. And so they're really doing great things. Uh, here's a quick video from them. Put it in the PowerPoint. So uh, we as a church family, we support uh, Eden's Children Village. We support two children. I know several others just in the church family support children individually. If you'd like to know more about how you can support that mission, just reach out to me. We also, kind of thinking globally now, kind of, and thinking about children and ministering to them, we also then support Lake James Christian Assembly. Lake James is up in Angola, Indiana. Who's been to Lake James? Who's been as a camper? Who's been as a just as a servant up there? You didn't go as a camper. I just have served up there. I had the privilege of going to Wilderness Christian Assembly, which I have stories about camp uh, from wilderness that would deter you from camp ministry. Uh, but uh, but my my experience at Lake James has been has been so incredible. God really works amazing things at Lake James. Um, it's right there on Lake James, as the title suggests, and they utilize the lake so well, a part of just attracting kids and bringing them in. But it's not about getting them to the lake. It's getting them in the lake, baptizing them, teaching them of who Christ is, rescuing, uh, rescuing children from darkness, and just leading them to hope and life in Jesus Christ. 
It's a great mission field. I serve up there as a dean. I've served as a dean for I don't know how many years now, seven or eight years. And, um, and I just am so grateful for the folks that have partnered with me up there. If you'd like to join me up there, I would, I would just sincerely appreciate that. Uh, it's a great week. I can promise you that there will be food and children. Uh, and it's a, it's a really a, a special week of uh, diving into God's Word. You can get into um, so much deeper conversation and better conversation in one week at church camp than you can in 50 Sunday school classes. It, the work that happens in one week of camp is incredible uh, for kids and what it does for their spiritual uh, life and journey. Uh, so we have supported them. We send students up there. We pay for half of students' uh, registration costs to go. We believe in this mission and what it can do. This is a video of um, uh, my week at camp, and also there were two other camps going on simultaneously, fishing camp and junior high. That's just one week, and the life change that happens for those campers, and they have a whole summer of it. Great, great ministry. I appreciate your continued support of Lake Van. I asked Matt, how can we be praying for you? They're doing some advanced planning, trying to think, how do we update our facilities? Uh, the camp has been there for a long time. Uh, when our the, One of the photos was the Bucket Brigade. Uh, we had just one of the worst uh, thunderstorms I, I have ever seen uh, on the f like first night of camp and uh, the roof uh, uh, they had a moon roof I guess I don't know it was open <laughs> there was just there was I forget how many hundred gallons an hour coming through the roof or something it was it was awful so uh, they appreciate our support <laughs> uh, so you know just as they have aging facilities so they ask for you know, praying for that and providing, uh, you know, continued provision, but also just keep sending campers. Uh, next one, I think I asked them another couple of questions. Uh, how have you seen God at work? Uh, so Jan, she came uh, to the camp as the new cook, and she had just, by interacting with staff and being a part of that, she's given her life to Christ. And so I'm excited for uh, her life and how she's serving God. Next one, I asked what's good and what's fun and happening, and there's going to be a nine-hole disc golf course, so I'm not sure that I'm going to do much deaning as much as getting out on the links and playing a little disc golf, so, so I might not be very productive this summer. But uh, uh, So that's fun, and they're fixing their uh, course, and they're very thankful for, um, uh, for uh, us sending up campers for the winter retreat, and then also thank you for your continued support. So, all right, now thinking, okay, we've thought globally, sort of locally, the, the next few things are the mission of that New Green Church of Christ. A uh, couple of years ago, uh, Dan and Emily Stichter and I and Wendy and a few others, we tried figuring out how can we impact and continue to build a relationship with Triton School. And so uh, we were, I was a part of an organization called NG3, I broke off of that, and we created C3, and that's Connect Through Character, Community, and Care. 
and we connect with students in a variety of different ways. The picture right now is showing the basketball team being real humble. And uh, uh, so we have character coaches. Uh, some of them are church members and other folks are just other uh, people in the community uh, that we've reached out to to partner with teams and give character talks to the, to the varsity and JV teams. And a character talk is just an encouragement to build in perseverance or something along those lines with the point of that we had build and bridge connection with them. This is uh, Kennedy Kroll and her basketball team. Holly Sellers is the character coach for the uh, JV Varsity Girls basketball team. And they, uh, she's hosting them in her house in this picture. And she's just been blessing and encouraging those kids. And that, that is to just build a bridge of connection and minister to students and help them in everyday life. We don't do any proselytizing. We don't do... Any of that, we've got to keep those things balanced well. Uh, but the hope is, is that by building a connection with them, we can get them into a home where we can t love them and teach them about Jesus Christ. And so we do that on Sunday nights. And this is a picture of, of a really great group of students that we've had this year. We've averaged at about 20 students coming to co-groups uh, on Sunday night. And we're reaching kids uh, who know very little about Jesus. And so I'm thrilled that this ministry idea is, is working. And, um, you know, we, we're going to keep doing this as best as we can to love these kids well. Uh, there's Wendy and Emily and Anna and Rory and Jezreel uh, smiling happily. Jazlyn, sorry. There's Jazlyn, Jezreel, and uh, Jasmine. I chose one of the, the wrong one. Anyways, thank you, Kim. Uh, we also do caring service projects, and we've been able to work alongside things like Blessings in a Backpack and several other local ministries, and it's just trying to get students to see, hey, we can serve and connect. How am I doing? How long is this? Mason's looking at me like I need to wrap it up. All right. I'm almost done. All right. Kids Hope Ministry. I don't know what time it is. I've lost all track of it. We're doing fine. Kids Hope USA, we started this a decade ago. It's been the most important and transformative uh, thing that I think we've done for kids in the elementary. It's a one-on-one -on -one mentorship program, one hour, once a week. And uh, we've had upwards of 20, 25 mentors in the school. After COVID, that fell apart. We're trying to rebuild this ministry. If you would like to serve one-on-one -on -one with a student, the greatest needs I've ever seen in the elementary school are right now. Children are hurting. They need help and encouragement. They would benefit from you being there. If you want to know more about this mission, wait for Wendy to get over her vertigo and give, vertigo and give her a call. Um, little Lambs Preschool is a mission right here in our own little neck of the woods, right here every day, Monday through Friday, we have children from our community coming into our building. They've been blessed to have Tammy Tuttero for over 25 years. She, and then Sandy just left. Sandy's been selflessly serving. She was uh, on staff for a decade as a full-time teacher, and now she's the sub, and we rely on her so much and her selfless service. And then we also have another young lady, uh, Taylor Kelly, who continues to serve in that capacity. And so... It's a great mission, loving kids and, and teaching them about Christ and their ABCs, so all the essentials. Um, 
All right, that's it. I'm going to land the plane. Oh, there's a picture of Tammy that I wanted to, you know, share with everyone. Uh, I can't see her smiling face. She is happy there to have Helen and Gus and Evelyn with her. Um, and so we, we're so blessed to have her and, and the kids. There's two things going on in the world right now. There's a revival in Asbury, uh, at Asbury University. They've been worshiping for the last 11 days. Other colleges have said, if Asbury can do it, why can't we? And so now Samford University and Lee University have started their own revival. I'm wondering, what about us? What about us? Why can't we also see revival in our own life, in our own community? And I believe it to be mission-oriented and turning our hearts towards God and continuing to say, how can we turn our hearts to God and glorify Him in all that we're doing? Now I'm really going to land the plane, okay? I promise. People are dropping like flies here. <laughs> and here it is. Uh, yesterday, someone was rescued in Turkey. It was over 278 hours after the earthquake, and the man was still alive. I don't know what's more impressive that he was still alive after 278 hours, or that after 278 hours, people were, were still searching. We may be in the 161st year as the Etna Green Church of Christ, but the search is still going, and the mission is still pressing on, and the hope of Jesus Christ is still as important today as it was yesterday. How will God use you to serve his kingdom and bring glory and honor to him? Open your hearts today and let God use you. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. and We thank you for today. Thank you for the many missions, uh, things happening all around the world for your glory, for your honor, and the life transformation that's happening. God, remind the small church in a small little corner, corner of Indiana that you do great things through small, small things, that you change lives with one cup of water, that you change lives with one word of encouragement, that people come to you, God, and they change their lives and upend them over just a crate of baseball in their office. So God, work through these small things in our life Point us to the great things in your kingdom and the great things you would do with us. Thank you, God, for what you have done and what you will do. Continue, Lord, to minister to and serve and care for the Etna Green Church of Christ. May we continue to seek you in all that we do and bring glory and praise to you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus, our Savior. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. All right, if you would stand with us, Kevin's going to go ahead and, and do our closing, and then we'll do a closing song. Thank you, Jordan. That was interesting. Thank you for listening to the Jordan Eckes Sermon Podcast. We hope it brought you great encouragement. Until next time. 
God be with you.